0: and don't forget to check out howtocollectcards.com a website i created dedicated to helping collectors of all skill levels build their collections feeling like you just don't know where to begin you don't know what all these different things mean within the hobby i've created this dictionary and i'm giving it away completely free it has over 120 terms all the terms that you need to know to get started collecting cards we're also offering an advanced training course that is comprised of 17 different parts everything from Learning what cards you should be focused on buying for yourself, what cards are worth, where to buy the cards, when to buy cards to save yourself the most money, how to avoid different mistakes within the hobby that a lot of people make. Uh, It's just got everything that you need to be successful collecting cards, so please check that out. We've also got a bunch of new bonus content, and any new content that I create for the training course gets added for free, so if you've bought the course already, you're going to get all that new content, and it's free for life. I'm going to keep adding stuff to it. There's always going to be new content helping everyone. So please check it out. It's really extensive. It's got tons of great information. I think it's going to bring a lot of value to a lot of people. Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. I'm here with Ryan from RBI Crew. How's it going, Ryan? Very good. How about yourself? Great! I'm excited to have you on. We've been talking about this for a few days now, and uh, hope you're ready to go.
1: I'm ready, man. I'm excited to finally be on your show. It's an honor, and uh, I'm ready to have some fun with this, man.
0: All right, awesome. So why don't you kick us off? Tell us about yourself and your background in the hobby. Um, pretty much. Long story short, dad got me into cards
1: when I was about five years old. Traded uh, card parts, car parts for cards, and wanted to do a hobby with the son and. rest is history and then uh, we opened our shop officially in January 7th of 2012 and here we are 2020 and new location still rocking and rolling loving what we do loving the hobby and I mean just just being a part of this is honestly a dream I always had to be a shop owner and do this I never thought I'd actually be able to do this and you know have a successful career with it and just wake up every day man happy to love what I do man it's awesome
0: that's great what cards did you collect as a kid what what kind of um i got so my
1: dad got me into baseball at first i mean we're talking Jesus is late 80s early 90s so i mean we're just talking base cards i mean there's this is before like the real insert era all that stuff but i actually did a lot of hockey as a kid which is weird now because like i i'm like anti like i don't know anything about hockey except the blues won the stanley cup and i watch playoffs but um i played hockey as a kid I, you you we grew up in the same era i mean we all Hockey got really big for kids back in the early 90s because of Mighty Ducks. So I think every kid was playing hockey, collecting hockey cards. Well, basketball – actually, I didn't even get into basketball cards until Kobe came in the league in 96. So for me, it was baseball and hockey, and then I got into football in, like, 93, 94, and then obviously basketball, and then it changed over the years, and that's really what I collected as a kid. I mean, I, I remember pricing cards on stickers, putting them on a soft slate, the sticker like the book by 10 cents. You know, like this is – this is going to show our age right here, but this is showing my age. This is the, You get the Beckett out, you look them up, you put them in order, all that fun stuff. When I was a kid, man,
0: it was nuts. So then uh, take me back to like uh, 2012 Then, like what led to you starting the shop? How did that all become about? How did you get into so, that? So
1: obviously, like I said, my dream is always to have a shop. Now, at this point, um, I left college in 20. 20- 10, um, I was older when I went to college and finished. I left my college town, moved up uh, to St. Louis in 2010, was traveling the U.S. 40-plus weeks a year, hitting shows, doing everything like that, doing live razzes, anything I could to survive through my house that uh, Neil and I lived at, that, that we rented, and then I was traveling. So what happened was, end of 2011, I dealt with this card shop in Floreson, Missouri, a little 300-square-foot shop. I go in there like normal, sell some stuff, buy some stuff, and uh, I asked him how are things going. He says not good, man. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I think I'm about to close my doors. I'm like, well, I'm sorry to hear that, you know. But obviously, he wasn't doing online. He wasn't doing anything else. And you know, this is before social media really blew up, anything like that. You know, you, you know, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, but there's no Instagram. You know, there's YouTube. But so, long story short, we started talking. I asked him what he wants for all the inventory. He said, can you come back in like three days? I want to talk things over with my wife. So, so I said, sure. So I come back days later and i said you know what did you think you want for everything he goes i want seven and i go you want seven thousand goes no i want 700 for everything i'm like okay everything he's like yeah except these few things over here and i'm like so we're talking display cases we're talking cards boxes die casts. so you'll appreciate this um going through it all i stumbled upon a stefan marbury metal when i bought this whole deal paid 700 bucks and i found going through just boxes not sleeve or top loaded, Stephon Marbury, PMG jersey number from like metal. And I think at the time I got like, you know, $350 for it. This is like 2012, but I'm sure it's worth way more now, way more. But uh, so I was like, cool, I got half my money here. I up getting like $1,500 for the die cast. So we wanted to move into his shop, but the the current owner of the building did not know if the people above were going to rent it. Kept playing cat and mouse, started looking. Thank God we didn't move into a 300 square foot shop because I would have been out of it in like four months as much as I bought. So then we found something down the way, a thousand square feet where we were from 2012 up until the end of uh, 2019. And that's really how it kind of started to be a shop. You know, that's, I went in normal, not wanting, I always want to open a shop, but I didn't go, I wasn't ready. I was still traveling, doing all that, but it just kind of happened, man. It was, it was kind of a blessing in disguise.
0: So then in 2019, you guys moved into a bigger shop?
1: Yeah. We officially opened here in 2012, January, 2012. So we moved uh, about 30, about 25, 30 minutes West actually to where I live in the town I live at, which is I'm like less than a five minute drive to my shop now, which is amazing. Uh, Being this close to home and the family, it's dude, I I, I'm kicking myself because I should have been out here years ago, but now we've been out here since, you know, for four months and it's just, it's amazing being out here, the amount, the more money we've done. Yeah, we're paying way more to be out here, but it just doesn't even compare to how much more customers we've picked up by being out here, everything like that. So, you know, again, we the place at to begin with, it was cheap rent, everything like that. We didn't have a lot of money when we started. I had to borrow some money with a friend to really get a business going. And, you know, then we just grew and grew and grew, kept doing everything we could to survive, I guess you could say, and then started, you know, doing more and more. The hobby continued to grow over the years. It's, it's, it's huge right now, you know, so we've been through the, the rough times, you know, the times where there were bad draft classes, 2013 football was a terrible one, you know, but, um, but yeah, so we just grew and now we're here. I've got uh, 1400 square feet versus a thousand back storage office. It's uh, it's, uh, you know, what you see behind you, I am about probably not halfway to the, to the back wall, which is about a thousand, but I'm probably about, you know, about 350 square feet from the front door. And now with trade nights, when they can fire back up, it's, it's a lot more space in here for everybody. It's awesome. Man.
0: So why don't you tell, tell people like how you do the online presence? Cause I think what you guys do better than anyone else that I've seen is you guys are really strong on the online presence and that seems to be kind of the differentiator in modern cards is like you have to have online you can't just do the brick and mortar anymore so how are you able to kind of balance the two and like what's your strategy in that i mean first off so it's
1: free if you're not utilizing as a card shop social media is free f-r-e-e doesn't cost anything people if you want to pay for flowers and do all that stuff marketing you can do that but it's free so why aren't you using it that's what i tell these when i go to these conferences why are you not utilizing it it's good to see some of these older guys starting to utilize it but. It's absolutely free and you need to be using the platform. I remember years ago, Neil's like, you know, at this point we're on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. This is right before the 2014 National in Cleveland. He's like, we got to get on this thing called Instagram. And I looked at him, I go, dude, we're already on three platforms. I don't need this thing called Instagram. We probably want to be on this Instagram thing. I just, I'm just telling you, I think you're going to like it. And that was all Neil, Neil, you know, Neil, my business partner, who, it's kind of like Silent Bob. A lot of people doesn't say a lot, but he's he's the behind the scenes and he, he is the reason why a lot of things function here the way they do. So, I mean, I think I got 150 packages go out he's done the past 24 hours. I didn't touch a single one, which, so I'm hands off, but that's him. But, so get back to that, I'm sorry. But he got us into, he's the one that sold us about Instagram and that's where it really took off for us, I think was having the Instagram platform and how easy it is to link Instagram and Facebook. I post on Instagram, it goes right to our Facebook. So for us utilizing the, you know, social media and everything we use. My goal is to, to be, you know, utilize the story, utilize posting, you know, show the behind the scenes in your story. It, it takes seconds for you to post this, for people to see this repost things. People want to see cards. And that's what I love about Instagram is it's, I feel like Instagram more positivity than the other Twitter and Facebook people attacking and just about the negative. And I'm, I'm anti, I hate that negative stuff, man. Just, this is cards. We're talking about pieces of paper here. And let's have fun with it. So Instagram really is such an easy platform to use, and now we've been able to link our business to it. We go Instagram live with it now. It does so much for you, and it's it's literally right here. It's at the hands right here. That's all you need. And I I don't get why shops don't use social media, and I hope more do. And I, they just are stuck in their own ways. And I used to work in minor league baseball. Now I'm gonna like, get this is the best advice I've ever been given by anybody my the gm of the memphis redbirds back in 2009 when they won the pcl when i was there was like savvy with this phone man like this is before all that and i'm like dude how's a guy like in the 60s this good at a phone and i'm like just i don't even know what to do with my phone and i looked at him i go i don't how like what he's like ryan honestly not a fan of doing all this but he goes you know what i want to tell you one thing if you don't adapt to change you're gonna die and he's like i've had to adapt and this is everything And you're going to die, like not meaning die, die, but you're going to, you're not going to be successful. You have to adapt to change, whether you like it or not, it's going to change without you. So if there becomes another platform that we need to utilize through whatever we need to do to get our name out there for the word free, I'm going to utilize it. It's when it's this easy, they make things so easy now for all of us. So utilize it. That's all you have to do. And I think, like you said, I appreciate saying we do a good job. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not savvy with it. I mean, I don't, I've just utilized what it's given to me. And I'm like, I think this works. I think this works. I, I grow with it. I learn from it and just, just be open, be open to it. Give it a shot. You never know what it could turn into.
0: You you put in the time and the effort, I think is what I was getting at. Like I noticed that you just, you're consistent with it. You post everything you have. And that's just, that's the key is like, be consistent, put time into it. And I think you're, yep. you'll be better off just by that. Um, so that leads to my next question. Cause you're talking about adapting how are you guys adapting to this whole Corona thing? And like, what are you guys doing as a shop to adjust? And I, I can see that you're in the shop. So you're obviously adapting already. So we,
1: our state was behind other states. So we just got the stay home order issued this previous Monday. So what we were doing in the meantime was follow compliance of the state of the governor. We did. So the first adapting we did was, you know, 10 people max, keep your distance from one another. We closed up all our bargain boxes, put up all our chairs, you know, which stinks because the atmosphere we want to we want to present in a car shop is we want you to hang out. We want to put the big screen on. We want to play sports. We want you to rip your stuff here, go through boxes. So that was the first change we had to make was doing all that, wiping down everything multiple times a day, you know, just just really, you know, do what we can on our part to stay open. So this past Monday, you know, the next change we had to do was be shut to the public. No, nobody allowed in our shop which right now we're doing a curbside pickup. I think I was telling you that before. So we've installed a curbside pickup, which it's Saturday. Saturday's a big day at the shop. We've already had five or six curbside pickups in two hours of being open. So we appreciate that. We started that month, actually Tuesday, because we closed Mondays, and that's been working well all week. People are going to our website, rbacruise7.com, placing their order We've added supplies for pickup only. The only thing we don't have on right now is singles. We're working on that right now. We're actually working on launching a premium website. It's been in the works for a bit. We're excited about. but So we've adapted that. Plus, we already break Wednesday, Fridays from 11 to 3 on Instagram Live. We've now implemented Thursdays to kind of give an extra day for that, to pick up the slack we're going to lose out on our Saturday-Sunday business. But we're very grateful that everybody is utilizing the curbside. Plus, we ship boxes as well. We'll ship packs, boxes. Um, We're doing what we can to survive through this. And right now, I, I, I have no... I don't have an answer to how crazy things are going, how hot things are, how much cards are selling, how like everything's just flying out of the shop right now. And I don't have an answer. I, I literally am like, what's going on here? Like everybody's, I think just losing their mind in their houses right now, man. And they're just happy to have online breaking boxes or anything like that. So we're grateful that everybody's kind of just really support us. But I've also seen other shops utilizing Instagram live, doing what they can. And I, I kudos to that, man do what you have to do to survive right now, whatever that means, like Indie Card Exchange, Sports Card Junction, Louisville Card Shop, other card shop, Card Collector 2, they're all utilizing YouTube Live, Instagram Live to survive, so I, I am all about that, do what you have to do to keep your lights on, to keep your doors open, to keep your bills up, you know, and right now, as hot as things are, this this is almost, I hate to say it like this, a blessing in disguise, and for me, it's it's like wow, like we're now instep busy. We're getting I'm waking up to four or five boxes, cases, ship orders. Like we're very grateful for like I wake up and I come in, I'm like, wow, we, we have all these orders to ship out. This is awesome. Thank you so much. You know, so we're just like you said, we're making changes we can to get through these times. And by the way, Josh, sorry, I'm I'm a talker, I'm a rambler, I'm sure. Oh, you're
0: it's just, this so, is that's that's great, man. Keep it going. I was just gonna say that uh you're kind of trying to be humble about it, but I think you, you, you spent so much time building like this online presence and as a foundation to where this sort of transition into what you're dealing with now is a lot smoother, right? Cause you're, oh, yes. you're already used to all this stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what is, is, is that, which is awesome for us because we built, Hey, we're breaking live Wednesday, Friday, 11 to three in the afternoon morning, nobody else was doing it. Now everybody's doing it. And that's fine. I, I, I want people shops to do what they can. I want to see these shops survive. I don't want to see any clothes, but yes, because we've built up that for almost two years now, it really has helped us through these times because we've already had our clientele built up. And I know, you know, a couple of my buddies are like coming in and they're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get more sales, grow, get new customers. And, but they're having to build that rapport right now. They're having to get those new people to skip the trade. And this is what I told them: I said, you got to be consistent. You can't just go one day off one day. If you want to pick your days and times, do that, stick to that. And then the rest, you know, will follow people want consistency. They want to know, Hey, at 12 o'clock noon on Wednesday, if I go Instagram, if I get on Instagram, I want to watch boxes. I'm going to go to them. If I want to go at night, this person's breaking or YouTube, whatever, you know, build, you know, keep building your rapport, you know, be building your customers.
0: Tell me more about the breaking side of it. I haven't really discussed breaking on my channel much. And I'd I'd like to hear from you kind of like, uh anything i guess you can tell me about it like the volume you get from it like how successful it is what's kind of like the you know the uh tips you have for how how well you guys do it like what do you what do you have in terms of breaking
1: um hire a 62 year old guy who shows half the card and mispronounces 90 percent of the names that's the first thing i would do that's what dave does hi dave if you watch um uh but really just the thing I like about having Dave and, and unfortunately right now we're, we're um, having Dave take a break until this blows over. Cause he is in his sixties and he's in great health and everything and he's retired, but um, I'm going to step in. I used to break back in the day. I guess I'm coming out of retirement for at least a couple of weeks to do this. So, but have fun with it, man. First off, like, I get it. There's bad boxes. There's, if everything was a winner, this wouldn't be what it is, you know, and have fun. That's what I like about Dave. Dave literally gets excited over a Rick Smith's autograph. You know, like he's not even making that up. Like he gets excited over the little things because he's a collector. He has fun with it. I'm a collector as well. You know, I know there's a lot of people who break that are in it only for the money and that's it. And, and, and I'm dude, I've got some cards here. We're going to get to, but I am a collector first and a business second. And that is the honest truth. Anybody knows me. I, uh, this is my hobby. This is my passion. I've just been able to implement a, a career out of it. But with the breaking aspect, I think it's nice when I go to a room and somebody is knowledgeable of the player or knows about the card or anything like that versus like, I don't, is this guy any good? You just pulled a $500 card, you know, and this guy is good. You know, like just be consistent with it be have fun with it. Just have fun. I mean, you're, you're providing entertainment. If you're sitting there and you're throwing the cards, you know, take your time. If you get a nice card, just leave and topple it real quick. Don't throw it in a stack. People like everybody grades, you know, yeah. treat the cards with respect. Like they're your own, even though it's maybe a $5 card that may mean a lot to that person. And if you just don't care about it, it's going to irk them. They're going to not come back. I mean, just treat it with respect and just, just enjoy it because literally in the high scheme of things, we're getting paid to open boxes of cards to do something we love. We're getting paid by you to pay us to open your boxes and have fun with it, but providing you with entertainment at the same time, because you can't go into a shop and do that. So make sure you and take each person, even if it's a product you don't want to open. And I know Dave has got a few that he's like, Oh crap, you know, cause he takes forever on some packs, a lot of packs, but at least have fun with it, man. And that's the thing yeah. is I, I get excited. I get excited if I pull Dude, I get excited over a LeBron base card for crying out loud. Jeez. I mean, you sure they're I, I expensive the now. LeBron base card in my shop. You stop what you're doing and you sleeve and top load it. That is rule number 1. They get a sleeve and a top loader. I don't care if it's worth less than the sleeve and top loader, which nowadays isn't. But just stop what you're doing. And I think that's one thing people like about us. They see you know, from what they tell us, they see how much fun we have with it. They see how much they they say we bring a lot of joy to them at the hobby by doing the boxes. And we we really do. You, what you get from us is, which is who we are. You know, we're all collectors. Dave's a collector, I'm a collector, Neil's a collector. Adam Frankenstein, who breaks cases through him, but it comes through us through our shop. He's a collector. I mean, and that's the cool thing is I, I like being around people who are collectors first and you know everybody's out to make a buck i mean why not we we're all but i think like you and myself whenever you're selling cards you're probably going out to buy a better one for your collection i mean we're all doing that i mean me and ross talk ross Beerman talk all the time about it like i sold these and then look what i bought instead you know it's like i i, I separate my business from that but i think we'll talk about that in a little bit i think it was one of your questions i don't want to get into that but i'm just Sorry again. I'm trying going every which way. I'm trying to really give as much advice on this as I can. And yeah.
0: Neil's in the back.
1: there's Neil in the background. Say hi, Neil. He's pulling orders right now. So,
0: <laughs> I think the entertainment comment is really good. You know, uh, the ones that I've seen a lot of times are like business. You know, it's like oh, open card, put to side, yep. and it feels it kind of feels more like I'm just gambling and watching myself gamble. Whereas, like for me personally as a collector, I want to have fun watching it break. So I, I really like that side of it.
1: Yep, that's. That's the thing. Like, if I'm, if you're paying somebody to do it, at least have fun with it. I mean, like, right. I know there's people out there who just have to plug through because they get so many orders and just just have fun. I mean, like, entertain them. That's what they're paying you for. They're paying you for you really the
0: product, but the entertainment too. I mean, plain and simple. I was just gonna say that LeBron base cards are hot right now, man. You gotta sleep those. Those are more expensive than the parallels oh, yeah. of other guys.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's why I'm trying to tell people you might want to sleep and top of these because. Who knows 10, 15 years from now, look at some of these Jordan base cards from the mid nineties. Like remember those metal universes just popped up. I mean, those literally were, I remember, what do they get up to? Like a hundred bucks a piece for a raw or something. I had like 20 in my $3 box. That was like, um, my, and I didn't even have them out for sale. I just had a Jordan box. I had three dollars six. I'm like, I don't think these are three bucks anymore. So.
0: (laughs) Um, so you kind of let us into it, but tell us about like how you balance being a collector and how you, manage that with the shop how do you do that that seems like a really tough that seems like the toughest part honestly
1: well i guess the good thing that that helps me the biggest thing i collect is lebron autographs and frankly you can't pull lebron autographs unless it's in a repack type product so for me um i don't get to see a lot in the shop obviously a lot you know nothing's getting pulled lebron autos anything like that so plain and simple I do a pretty good job of balancing it. And I make a lot of investment decisions for the business with some cards I do collect. And to me, I treat it as investments. The only thing I really collect is LeBron. And then I have some, some baseball cards and cuts like that. But I, I think over the years, I've mastered it pretty well of balancing both of it. And you know what? I like to reward myself and what makes me happy are LeBron autos. So that's an Indy card exchange. Andy's the same way with Jordan inserts, man. I mean, it's, we, we are collectors first and it's not that hard to balance it. It really isn't because I'm, I'm very specific for what I want. So, and I have only a handful of people have seen all my LeBrons and I have a lot, I have a lot of the autos I want. So it's very rare if a new one pops up that I do really want. and. So it's getting harder and harder when I've been buying these for years. So for me, it's, I don't see them as often, but when I do, I'm like, okay, I got to have it. You know, I just got to pay for it. So I think I do a pretty good job. I, it's hard to it's hard to really explain that one, but I, I, I put the business first as far as like, you know, things like that, but I do collect and I figure out ways to like, make it work. And what I, like one thing I was telling you about, like we you're talking about, you sell cards to buy other ones. So I usually yeah. take other Extra Lebrons or ones that I'm like, okay, I can move this one, and then I like I just sold a UD Glass um, second year autofocus nine uh, pristine ten with the nine auto should have been ten auto. I think I got twenty five hundred on eBay. Turn around, bought a Radiance LeBron auto for two thousand, and then I bought a Prism uh, Lakers patch from this year, uh, silver one of ten nine five for like seven or seven whatever I did. So in my head, I go okay. I really just traded this LeBron added a little bit and got these two that I want in my collection. I was okay moving that one. So I try to call it like trades a lot of time. So I'll go to the national every year. I'll bring 15, 20, 30 LeBron autos and I'll sell a good amount. And then I'll just leave with probably 10, 15 new LeBrons. I mean, it's just (laughs) what I do. I don't, I, it's not like it's given, but a lot of people know to come to me for LeBrons now it's awesome. So I get to see a lot of cool ones. And uh, usually if you had the ones, I wanted the numbers, right. I'm I'm probably going to buy it. So.
0: We, uh, we agree there. My friend LeBron. Is okay, the, we both,
1: we both, you got, you got one of the Holy grails I need. I, I have the, uh, I have the stepchild one with me. So I, you have the big one I want. So
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have anything else. Cause I had to sell it all to get that. It's, it's the trade off. It's again, another trade, right? Like I had to sell stuff to get one other one.
1: Would have done the same thing, man.
0: Would have done it. I'm jealous. I can't remember that. the last time that I sold something and was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put this in my, you know, like 401k or something. Like it's always <laughs> this is card money that's being funneled oh, into more cards.
1: Goes right back to card money. I I save for my kids. We have a savings. We put money in certain things, but card money is card money, and I just right. it back into cards. So we're the same way
0: that way. But you're keeping like business money versus yeah pc money separate because like if you sell a lebron auto you're not going to take that 2500 and invest it into things for the shop okay
1: no no i so for the most part um a lot of the lebrons the business i I treat it as the business owns it per se but they're my personal collection i do have a, a run that are all mine um i actually don't touch any personal money to buy my lebrons i use all the business money but over time i do end up trading all i'm doing is just building more and more or it may not be more but better lebron's i'm upgrading a lot of them and all i'm doing is just kind of buying them up over the years just making trades and getting other ones so i kind of have like this lebron pool i guess you could say and and it is funded by the business it was a business decision again i'll when i go over some cards with you i'll explain how it all started and then um and and it really just blew up into something bigger and then I just kind of treat it all and keep it all within the business but most time I mean it's just I, I get them and I'm like I don't like selling it. I want to keep it
0: uh this is gonna be a silly question but I know your answer because you sound just like me are you treating these LeBron like you say that you funnel money from the business that you make from the business and you kind of lock it in yeah uh, I, I would say lock it in that's like my term for you know, you kind of work your way up and you lock it into a big LeBron card. Mm-hmm. Yep is, is that nest egg of LeBron's? Is it just that? Is it like your nest egg for your, like your life and your family? It's what I
1: love. I mean, honestly, like it's in my head, it's like they keep going up. I've been buying them for years. I don't even want to tell my wife how much value we have (laughs) because she will want this house sooner than later. And I don't want to try to be like, Oh, cocky or get like, Oh, listen to me. But like, it's, it's crazy how I was buying these years ago for what I was paying to what I'm paying now. I mean the Radiance auto, I just paid two grand on three, four years ago. I think I could have got for 400, you know, like, and um, yeah, in the back of my head, it's like one day this could end up being, me selling them but i have other things that i have a lot of other things that i would sell before my lebrons i think the lebrons make like it's what keeps me like humble about collecting it keeps me love for this hobby and if anybody knows how much i love we're i think we're both on the same page we we're big lebron guys and um and i literally see if i see lebron i have to have it i i just have to have it it's just that point it it, to me it's not even about the condition of the car, it's the autograph. The autograph does it for me. If it's certain autographs he signed, I used to sign the 23 and all that stuff. Anything like that, I'm I'm done. Like if it's if it's a clean, blue, good looking auto, I'm gonna pay for it. But yes, I, I don't know. I, I can't people are like, Oh, you're gonna retire out then. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's in my head, but now I'm just having fun with it. I don't wanna sell them. If I do, I'm only gonna buy another one. It's just what I do. <laughs> so I, I really I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what cards are going to be 30, 40 years from now. You know, we don't know. I mean, we, we want to think they're still going to be going, still growing, people still getting in the hobby. I mean, we don't want to hit. What we want to avoid is the turn of everybody got into cards, then they mass produce it, then everybody left. And then there was only a handful of people that if you love cards, you stayed in. We don't want to lose this again. We want to keep yeah. this going. We want people to grow with their families with the kids getting into it. My kid loves cards. Like literally today I go, Parker, what's tomorrow? I'm trying to get with, cause he loves Easter. He goes, daddy's card shop. And I'm like, I got him. I got him hooked. He's three years old. He's hooked, man. He loves coming here. He's got some, he's got some cards for a three-year-old. It's pretty crazy. But he, most of these pulled, I give him boxes for like, he'll get some box. Him and my daughter will get boxes tomorrow for Easter. And whatever they get, they they put in. And uh, like, frankly, I don't get off subject, but Christmas, I got them each a prison basketball. Kobe, It's probably like blew up to like four fifty at the time. My daughter pulls a uh, Zion hey. Luck of the Lottery Mojo to twenty five, graded nine five. It we sold it for fifteen hundred, put that in their savings, and then my son pulls an RJ Barrett Orange rookie to forty nine and nine five. And I just threw that in his box. I'm like, that's a hole, but. I, so they've got cards, and they've got money as well, and they've got a lot of LeBrons in their boxes. Like, I have a rule. Like, anybody who here, St. kids, cards to kids, they always offer the LeBrons to me first. And what I do is each one of my kids gets one LeBron, each of all the new LeBrons. So, hey, Neil. All right, sorry, I had a, got a customer walking up. So, got off subject there. I'm just, again, I, I like to talk about the hobby, and I, I like to ramble sometimes. So, pardon me if I do so.
0: Say hi, Neil. <laughs> Never ramble. Yeah, This is live, live. You're running the shop live. This isn't, this isn't set up right here. This is, this is
1: uh this is, yeah, we've got a customer picking up uh, an order right now. I think he had another order. He's got a bunch of stuff up here too. So we got people calling in orders as we speak and uh, we're, we're fully operational with what we can do. So.
0: All right. So I'm scooting in. People are are tired of talking about LeBron autos and we want to see some. So let's see, let's just start going through them and telling some stories. Okay. Um,
1: well, let's start with uh, let's start with the one that really changed it all. This one is the one that I bought uh, from with Anthony divine divine. Okay. Travels a lot. So long story short, a guy comes in, this is um, August of 2017. This is where it changed everything. So I had some LeBrons. I collected guy comes into my shop, pulls up parts, two spots in one. Just, just, just the guy I thought he stuffed in. So drives a really nice car, walks in with just two boxes full of cars and just got all this nice stuff thrown in a box is thrown in there. Like, Oh, this has been sitting in my closet. Oh, I live next door to blues players. I've got money, this, this, this. And he's like, this stuff I, I don't care about. I want to sell it. You, Long story short, uses me and my knowledge to educate him for three hours with the intent of selling to me. I made him a $10,000 more than fair offer for his collection. And uh, he's, oh, I'll get back to you. I'll think about it. Never once heard from the guy. It just, it irked me when I spent all this time educating, made it fair up. Now, granted, good news is, a lot of the stuff he had in there, Jameis Winston, Mariota, Todd Gurley, Andrew Wiggins, a lot of that stuff now is worth less than the $10,000 I offered, which I would have sold at the time. So long story short, I like to make turn a negative into a positive. So I was pretty upset. Neil knew it. I was like, man, I'm like, I just wasted three hours helping this guy. This guy said he going to sell to me. I was honest about everything. What makes me happy? What, what do I, I want to put $10,000 into something that makes me happy. LeBron, bingo. Bulb light hits. So Anthony Devine's got this LeBron card on Facebook and at the time he's got six sixty on it. And I said, uh, this is again, fall of August of 2017. I said, you know, I said, hey, Tony, you know, can I, uh, could you do 600? I'll have Cant's MC sports cards, pick it up from you at the show you're at this week. And he's like, yeah, for you, Ryan, I will. So this is the first one I bought. And when I say 600 now, you're, you're going to be like, wow, that's a steal. So this is uh two of 23. This is the Oh four SP signature. And this is obviously a nine, ten. This is what really started me going, okay, that's the first LeBron. So I've got $9,400 left to spend. Well, I got to 10000 real quick. It didn't stop. So <laughs> that one is what started it and got me into really going that, like I said, turning the negative into a positive. And that positive blew up to this because I don't think I would have got so into LeBrons if that guy never stepped foot in my shop and uh-huh. wasted me and my time. And, uh, again, I, I didn't lowball. I made him a fair offer. But I was like, you know what? Best thing ever happened was not buying his crap that is crap now <laughs> and turning it into something I love. So that's the start of it. Um, now, um, there's another first outside LeBron. This is the first Jordan Bulls I was actually able to buy. I bought it raw uh, from uh, John Summers and the uh, former BoJack Empire guys. Bought it raw. Finally, this thing 9 5 But I bought this for 6 50 at the time this is years ago ready and this is raw that was my first Jordan now it's a 9 now I have the LeBron to go with it at home and then I have the Dwayne Wade just because it's awesome set I love I love these cards so that those are my two kind of first um showing other LeBrons uh we'll get to that one I don't know where to begin now I, I didn't bring much I didn't bring a lot but so I'm an inscription junkie I love inscriptions and this was the first one I bought from NC Sports Cards, and Mike's gonna get a kick out on I show because what I paid him at the time, and there's a running joke behind it. But uh, this is the Atlantic. Was Atlantic uh, AC was 2016, right? I think at the time this thing was about 1,500 bucks. Was this one right here, the chosen what? one? What? Yep. Uh, my his my our buddy John, uh, who works for Mike and Ashley, goes. I watched Mike make so many great deals. he made one bad transaction until he moved you that card. And then to this day, we have a running joke. So the chosen one, I still have that. And then the other one I got from him was the Cleveland National, the last one they had. I think this came from Don Daniel, I think it was at one point, uh, the the Naismith inscription, 9510. Oh, yeah. So, again, I, I think I, met, I text you, uh, message you this morning, and I just pulled together a stack, and I said it was kind of hard. I had to narrow things down. So um, this one, you're good friends with Justin Gee. Um, Justin sold me this. This is awesome. And there's a cool thing behind this, but the great isn't what I care about because it has an indent, but I, I think, do you have one of these or not? There's not a lot of them. The Epic Signatures.
0: I've been trying to get one, but nobody wants to sell, so.
1: I think Justin sold this to me a couple of years back for like two grand. <laughs> so um, the thing about, which is cool about this, um, my buddy found this after I posted it. So the, the this is obviously 0809 Ultimate Collection. And the product sell sheet, this was the exact card they used as the product sell sheet. You can nice. find it on the internet still. So that was kind of cool. That's one of my favorite LeBron. I love how he signs the 23 and then his auto, but I do love that one. So there's those. Um Showing the autos first. I'll get to that one. I'll save that one. A couple more auto. Last auto, and I think this is awesome because it, it says game used. And I don't do a lot of St. Vincent, St. Mary's. This one I just can't ever part with. Two of five game used St. Vincent, St. Mary patch auto. But you don't see. You don't see a right. patch like that for St. Vincent, St. Mary. You can find the the employee jumbo jersey, but you just don't see the patches of that one. So um, I got a few left, but we can come back to them. I got a few other things to share, but I figure if we want to go on to the next thing, we can talk. But I got a few last things to show at the end or whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask my next question, which is kind of more about like, um you know you've been around for kind of the highs and lows of like the values of cards and we're kind of you know coming up to a high right now it seems like a continuous high do you think this is going to continue and keep going on or like what do you think kind of more long-term you've, you've kind of been through it all what what patterns are you seeing and what what do you think going forward
1: well it's insane I just when all this uh the COVID-19 broke I was in Chicago um for the to set up at the Chicago Sports Spectacular and I go up there and and again, there's a card here that we talked about that I'm going to show later. But so when this all broke down, you saw the initial crash of a lot of things. Well, not crash, but definitely by Monday. Once this was in Illinois, when the governor announced Thursday, you know, cards were, you know, cool updates for this, all this. Thing. Again, we're going to get into what I feel about a lot of this mass produced stuff and in this kind this combo. But um, You definitely saw things dip 20, 30 percent right away. So at the point, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. We've hit our peak and now we're starting to see the trend down. And at this point I've got a family to think about. And I'm like, this is only a month ago. And I'm like, all right, man, cards are going to, they're going to take a halt. They're going to really cool down. It's been a complete opposite. It really has. It's been, uh, it's been strange. Now things are still down a little bit from what they were. Yeah. the Zions are down. Jaws are down. They're not playing, you know, and we're not going to see Zion in the playoffs if NBA comes back this year. So I expect things like that to come down. It's all based on how these guys perform, but we are, every time I think we're at a peak, it just keeps going up, keeps going up, keeps going up, especially with LeBron's, with Jordan's, with the rare stuff. And I think the reason is on the rare stuff, there's just more and more people. And I know there's a lot of, I have a lot of customers that are former sneakerheads that are now into cards and they're all getting more educated and then they want the rare, harder to find stuff. And that's the thing. You can't A lot of that stuff's in collections, like my collection, your collection. A lot of guys I talk to, a lot of us don't want to move a lot of that stuff, so there's less out there of it. And I think that's what keeps driving this stuff up. I mean, logo men's now are – they're going insane of Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. I mean, truly insane numbers. I don't even want to say because I know one just did – a one was on private. It was like, did you see the LeBron, Kobe that was uh, just sold private or something? The logo – that thing, I was done when I saw it. I was like, wow. But I – basketball cards 100 percent. put your money in I think we all agree to that um football is a fickle one and it, it definitely goes up and down based on player performance heck you know opening up last year Baker Mayfield was the hottest thing Lamar Jackson's down here finishing off Baker's way down here Lamar's way up here it's like it, it's it's football man you know I mean that's football baseball really Trout is everything baseball. He's, you know, no doubt, but everybody's like, oh, who's the next Mike Trout? Is it Acuna? Is it this guy? And so everybody's trying to get in on the next Trout Bowman Chrome or the next Trout rookies or anything like that. So I, I think we're going to keep going from here with the power of social media, with How easy it is to obtain cards now, if you can find them through all platforms, may it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, eBay, there's StockX, ComC. There's so many ways to find cards now, and there's so many people. The cool thing I love about this hobby is how many people are looking out for one another and how, hey, I know such and such collects him. Hit him up or like, hey, I got a lead on this. And that's the one thing I do love about this hobby is. At the end of the day, my goal is always to get a card in the hands of a collector who's gonna appreciate it and not some. I get it, I sell the flippers, I sell the repackagers, but when it comes to a great card, I want it to go to a collector because I'm a collector as well. And that's cool how we kind of come together as one and really work to really help one another. So as far as the peaking, sky's the limit, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't think we all, ha- I don't think any of us have an answer.
0: Yeah. What about like this base this round like base stuff? And I won't credit it to Gary V, but I just kind of like categorize it that way. Yeah. Kind of like the the base PSA ten stuff, the the overproduced stuff. What do you think about that kind of stuff?
1: I was so you. you how long you been collecting cards?
0: Uh, like three and a half, almost four years.
1: Okay, so I've been through the the initial PSA burst stuff like that, where mass produced cards were so much. So when eleven happened. I obviously did cards, but I I mean, I didn't have Jordan rookies or anything. I mean, things that were mass-produced tanked within six months. I mean, we're talking bad, like tanked. And that's the thing. When they're mass-produced, they're out there. You can find them. How many Acuna updates are on eBay right now? Go to PSA Pop Report, people. Utilize that. See how many are graded a 10 of a certain card. Go look up Luca Prisons. I'm giving you some tips here to – Maybe use your money, invest it wisely, find things with low pop reports because high ones they're out there there 's a lot of manipulation that happens in our industry, and I hate it It really drives me nuts and it pisses me off and i I feel a lot of people are going to get burnt that don 't know and don 't educate themselves when they 're being told now I do appreciate Gary Vee bringing the awareness to cards to people I do. Think he has brought a lot of people into that and i greatly appreciate it. i think that was great for us the sneaker guys are coming over they're they're but they need to be aware of what you should be investing in and if there is mass produced we're talking base cards people they're not numbered they're not parallels they're not autos they're base cards and they're a diamond dozen and all of a sudden luca psa 10s i'm selling for two and a quarter which i think are insane by the way i was selling luca psa 10 prisms at the nationals for 50 bucks i was paying like 35 40 flipping them at the national last year for fifty bucks, got to two and a quarter, and I thought that was insane. All of a sudden, he's not even doing anything. He comes back, has one game against Zion Two weeks go by, they're what five fifty 50. What? What has he done? Like, what did he do? Design game was three weeks ago. Why are these six hundred bucks, and why are people paying six hundred dollars for this card? And they're out there. There's going to be more and more cards produced each year of Prism Base. It's only going to continue to grow. So go buy a Giannis, I mean, well, Giannis PS10 is kind of one of those mess with markets. Go, go find a silver Giannis, go find the rare ones, you know, go find before things got more produced and there's not a lot out there. It's just, I I do buy and sell the rookie cards. I do, but I do educate people like, Hey, this isn't one you're going to want long-term. You don't want to throw this in the car. This is going to be something 20 years from now, you're going to think you had sitting in your basement. That is, oh, I. This is going to be worth a lot. It's not. It's not going to happen, people. This, we see eighties, nineties all the time, and all these people thought they were sitting on gold mines. I mean, Griffey upper decks were huge when he was playing PSA tens. I mean, now they're starting to come back, and they, in, in my opinion, deserve to. But you could buy Griffey upper deck for twenty bucks. That when I was a kid, you couldn't touch one for less than a hundred raw. You know, now they're fifteen, twenty for a base. So it's, you got to be careful. And that's one thing I tell people is this bubble on that type of stuff is going to pop and it's going to pop real bad. And it already took a hit right after once the announcement, once all this started breaking, that stuff is down. I mean, we, guys like us, I think all new is going to happen. A lot of guys I talked to knew it was only initial moment for this potential bubble of the mass produced stuff to drop, but not the rare stuff. The rare stuff continues to go up and you should be buying and looking for the harder to find rare stuff. That's what I always tell people.
0: This is straight from a shop owner. You guys hear me squawking about this every week, but it's good to get more perspective on it and get more opinions on what you think about that. I wanted to talk about the comparison of the 90s bubble burst to a potential burst today. And particularly, I think the difference, there's just so many differences. People want to just say like, oh, prices are too high. It's going to pop like it did in the 90s. Panini's printing so much. The difference though, is that we have all these other types of cards that aren't mass produced amongst those mass produced ones. And we have social media, we have our economy doing so well. Like there's all these different factors at play. In. is, is that something that you take into consideration when you're thinking people are just like, Oh, it's just all going to burst. Like it did in the nineties.
1: Oh, uh, excuse me. Now they, yeah, you should, you should put in perspective, this could pop an email, but like you said, I think there's too many platforms now there's too many ways to get cards out there now that didn't happen in the nineties. There was no, Social media, I mean, barely even cell phones. I mean, things have changed tremendously to where cards are so obtainable to get. You can sell them, you can buy them. I don't think we're gonna, I don't think the industry is gonna go anywhere. I really don't. I think the industry is strong and it's gonna continue to be strong and people are having fun with it. Now, what will hurt people is when, like I said, when a card you pay 200 bucks for is match produce and a month later it gets down to 50 bucks, that's gonna probably deter you. You know, you're playing the stock market with that type of stuff. You really are. Um, be cautious. Cause I mean, again, this is a, this is a tangible, this is a collectible. This is, if things get so bad in the world, this is, this has to stop. I mean, people have to eventually go, okay, this is not important. You know, I have a family first, so if things don't go well, my family comes first, you know, like money I spend is going towards my family to be wise with that. So there could be a bubble bursting, but I think the only way it happens is if, we don't get this COVID-19 under control, which hopefully we do. If we have a major war, I think cards will take a big hit. Again, 9-11, I was around for that. Crashed big time. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to predict the future with this. But you just you should be prepared in case one day it happens. I mean, ride, ride the wave right now. Ride the wave with cards. Keep going. Enjoy the hobby. Make your money. Do what you got to do. But at some point, what goes up eventually could come down or you never know i mean it's we if we all could predict the future we all would have been buying lebron's back in 03 and throw them in a box you know
0: yeah well said man um all right why don't you jump into some more cards
1: okay um trying to think okay so i'm going to switch off basketball for a bit and show a few of my uh personable ones Now this is one that I think uh, I did a YouTube video on years ago, and a lot of people know I haven't still haven't to this day. This is uh, I was only open at this point for about three months. Came back, so times were hard. I didn't really do a lot of social media. Didn't a lot of people weren't walking through the door. So I came back from a Chicago trip. Had three boxes, uh, four boxes of Tier One on my shelf from 2011, and um, I'm a cut collector. Last box I opened. And I don't if I open product now, I literally specifically order a case. And then I have my son pick it out. It's just the way I do it. Or I have like a customer. But um, I did pull that years ago, Cy Young, for myself. Got a lot of crazy offers. Told myself I'll never sell it. And I never will. I mean, literally, it's just to me. I, I mean, you don't see many Cy Young cut autos. And it's a pretty awesome one. But that one there. Now, three of the cards here, but two are the same card. These were always kid dream cards. You know, one actually, I was a kid, one I was like a teenager almost teenager on. So, the first one I always wanted um, my favorite football player of all time is Randy Moss, diehard Vikings fan. And I always wanted one of these, could never afford it as a kid. You know, this is 98, I mean, he was rookie of the he's amazing. But finally, got one of these. There's only 300, and most of them you're gonna find are a lot worse autos than this. But I finally was able to obtain one of these. So, we're switching off gears a little bit to a couple things. I was like, I want to show a couple things that are dear to me that I love and always wanted, you know, as a kid. And then the other one um my opinion still superly undervalued there are not 500 of these produced they say 500 they were redemptions and um a lot of these have horrible missing autographs because they sat in light but i think this card should be worth more than a trout bowman chrome auto because this started it all in 01 and this guy is one of the greatest of all time there's no question but uh, albert puest bowman chrome which is always one i wanted when i was in 2001 i mean i'm what, 18 at the time, 17 when he comes on the surface. So uh, now I have one. I have two. So one of those ones I always try to. Anytime I find them, and I'm big on the autographs. Love if he's got a blue one. There's a lot of streaky missing ones, but those are kid type cards that I always wanted. A um, couple other ones. This is pretty cool. My wife, we uh, we rip a little bit of football every year. And before really I had kids, I had my boy was maybe one or so at the time. Oh, it was 2017 contenders. We ripped a case. And uh, we did really well, and she she opens them when we play, like, a guessing game. You know, I have to guess if she gets a hit. Again, I'm a LeBron guy. So, she goes, oh, got a LeBron card here. She's got a little shine to it, and I, she hands it to me, and I flip out. She pulled this. This is awesome. One The 101 and the most valuable contenders 101. She uh-huh. actually pulled that, and I graded 9-5 it. So, that was, like, so awesome that my wife, like, pulled it out. I don't know if you can see it, the glare, but one-on-ones right by his feet so I, I keep anything if i were pointing i keep any lebron i get i keep him. like if i get a base card i keep them. i get an insert number i just that's i don't do a lot of lebron lakers just because i like to do all calves but any of the lakers i get now i just that's ones i want to keep so that one i think this is an amazing undervalued underappreciated card and uh just because of how iconic this is to me so this is the Eternal they did. There's 99, but that's actually game used patch from the finals they won. And to me, that is amazing. I mean, to every point, I think the fact that it's game-used by Panini, got it right, and it's from a finals jersey. I mean, it, that to me is game-worn, even says game-worn finals jersey under it, which is awesome. So um, that leads me to four cards left here. That I wanted to share, um, one of which got years ago. And uh, I'm glad I did because these are through the roof now. But if you find this version, now this is the closest I can get to a gold in this TOPS chrome because I know somebody has a gold that's going nowhere. And hence. Um, <laughs> I got this years ago. There's the X Fractor PSA nice. 9. And long story short, I literally have maybe like $1,300 into this. So I got it <laughs> at the time, which is awesome. So, to me, it's the closest I'm going to get to a gold now. I do have a gold. I have a gold. Rookie LeBron, but it's not the top chrome. But I'll take, I'll take the second best one you can get, the Bowman chrome gold. 17-6. Nice. I, I got that from can uh, MC Sports Cards back in November at the Chicago show. So That one
0: came from Grant.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, Grant Slayton. It was Grant. Yep. And then a lot of cards that come from Grant that go to Mike that are LeBron's usually end up in my hands. Let's just put it that way. Mike, so Grant, if you're watching, let's just cut Mike out and just we can start dealing. We can get rid of him. Like (laughs) 15 times a day, we're like best friends. Um, Leads me to the last two that I brought. um, One of which uh, we're going to show just because this is why I messaged you. I commented on the post you just got the other day. And uh, it's kind of funny, we have the sequence, you have 18 of 23, and I have 19 of 23. And I just got mine a month ago from um, Alex Pierce, who owns through the decade in Louisville. He uh, messaged me three days before the Chicago show and showed me a couple of LeBrons. And he said, what do you think? And I talked to him and he goes, and he just shins me a picture of this card. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you bringing that? He's like, yeah, I'm like, I want that. Like, can we talk? So I, call, I, I didn't tell him instantly because he messed me at night. So I slept on, I woke up and we're friends. We have dealt for years and he's a big collector too. And he definitely, I'm not going to say what I gave. That's private. But as a collector, he definitely gave me a really fair price on this. And uh, because I'm going to keep it and he knows that. And that's how a lot of, I am with a lot of people through a collector. I'd rather give you a better price. So here's mine, which we both have two great blue autos, the 23 inscription on the end as well. And we were discussing. I've seen a couple other one of these with some bad streaky autos, some fading. I mean, I wonder out of the twenty three, how many still look intact? We know two right now. You have one, and I have one. I've, I've only seen five
0: on Worth Point, like since Worth Point was tracking data.
1: And they a lot of them were messed up. Were like, uh, a few of them, yeah. Yeah, ours so, are ours
0: are the nicest ones for sure.
1: I mean, they're just these. This is just beautiful. So. I got rid of my Jordan LeBron years ago duel I had, and it wasn't obviously exquisite, but I turned it into two LeBron rookie out of 9 five, 10. So at the time, I didn't feel like doing the deal. My buddy talked me into it and actually it was a wise decision. And that brings me to my last one. Originally uh, was MC Sports Cards. Again, got a lot from him years, years ago when these were significantly, I mean, significantly less. This is the closest I'm going to get to an exquisite, but I, I can't complain. Um, this one's dear to my heart but the ultimate nine, rookie auto, which is, again, I, I don't think it'll be possible for me to order. You know, I never say never, but I got a family to think of when it comes to exquisite. And I think my wife would prefer a better house before I even think about buying one of those. So those are some of the cards I wanted to bring. I had to narrow it down. Uh, one day I'll, I'll, I'll get on. So I have a lot. I don't, I don't like to really bring up my LeBrons are locked up. They're dark, everything like that. But, uh, if you ever want to see some of my LeBron autos, just go to Instagram and type in hashtag buying LeBron autos. You can see a lot of the autos I've gotten over the years. I need to make a YouTube and uh, a YouTube Instagram LeBron page, but I don't have time. I come here, I go home, and I turn on my dad hat. And I, I, I literally thank you, Josh, because I got to touch my LeBrons today. I don't get to do that often, <laughs> so I did it this. I actually got up early, got the kids, and I ramped there. And I'm, I had about maybe ten minutes to go through. And what do I want to bring? So I got to like, oh, I forgot about this one. Ooh, I'm going to show this one. So. So I, I do get to enjoy them every now and then. It's nice.
0: That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. All right. Well, last question. What is next for you and RBI crew? What's like the next step for you guys?
1: Um. So I, I think I said, I don't know if I said earlier or I talked. So we are, we're in the works right now. We have one of our customers who's a web graphic designer reach out to us with his company and they're wanting to help other businesses right now that they love, and they're literally giving us a twenty-five thousand-dollar free website design for free that he's been working on, and he's and we should be launching it really soon. Um, really awesome guy, and I couldn't believe it. And the, the mocks, everything he started to show me, and we're excited to launch that because now we can actually get cards on there, and we can link our cards to our eBay. And now people, it's going to be a lot cleaner website because we're doing. We're a card shop first, but during these times especially, it's good to have our website going. It's already good that we had it going, that people knew about it. So that is really what's in the works. This has kind of been my second thing was like get the get a new shop, move, get it the way I want it, and then get a great website going. So I he reached out to us and said, This is what we're doing. We're trying to help people at this times so and we're gonna help you. And I wanna do this because I love cards and I love your shop. So I can't thank Brian enough for that. So we it's supposed to be done any day. I don't know when we're going to launch it. I want to make sure it's ready to 100% go, but it should be real soon because now I can get singles on there. I can do more things with it. Um, again, it's that's next for us right now. The biggest question we get is when are we going to open a second shop? Um, I have two kids. I'm not opening a second shop, <laughs> so I, I don't. I don't have time. This one shop, and I'm three minutes from here from now. It's um, I, I'm family first, man, and I. It's it gets. A lot of this behind the scenes, a lot of stuff, a lot of reordering, a lot of goes, there's a lot that goes into a card shop if you want it to be successful. And it takes a lot of time, effort, energy. One thing I'm keen about is having, if I get a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and email, my goal is to respond as fast as I can. Now, if I'm sleeping, you're not going to get a response. But my goal has always been, if I see that red dot on my phone, I have a message. I want to take care of that person. I don't want to let 30 messages build up customer service is everything take care of those people respond and that question could be as simple as hey i'm outside your door i want to place an order right now can i do that and then if you don't respond minutes later like they're going to drive off so um but so for me it's there's so many heads that i have here and i'm glad i have neil i'm grateful that neil's been a part of this for years with us there is no ever going to be i can't i don't think there's ever going to be a second rb7 shop. The, the next thing would be after website would be after three years of being here with the expansion of a bigger shop to do more things that would be the next thing and that's what a lot of people like you know you should open move you know go here franchise out do things like that i'm like it's not as simple as it is i this takes a lot of my time and i'm not taking any more away from my family so that's it hopefully we have a national this year by the way that's yeah we didn't realize that's my favorite week of the year um not only is our biggest week of the year for business it is truly my it's chris i call it my christmas week it really is i think you do too i think most of these guys this is one thing we're crossing our fingers and hoping something happens but right now i think i'm my mindset is it's good chance it's not going to happen and that's unfortunate but hopefully chicago i'm assuming if that didn't happen you'll be at chicago in the fall right yeah of course okay good so
0: i mean i was i was booked and ready to go and like the night before uh the chicago show i was ready to go and then it was like you know trump came on and said gave his speech and then the nba closed that night i was like oh my gosh
1: yep well the only reason why i ross ended up canceling the night before too i was talking to ross because we were excited to actually you know hang out and talk and um only reason why I went up to Chicago is I had that deal lined up for the duel. I literally knew, I was like, I don't think this show's going to happen. I don't care. I'm going to get this card. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to my car, literally get to the show. I get there an hour earlier than I ever do. Get everything unpacked, set up. Go back. This is on Thursday. Go back to my hotel. 30 minutes later, I'm getting a phone call after I get selling. So they just came on the announced thing over here. Uh The governor's coming on at five. There's a good chance we're getting told to take our stuff out today. I'm like, whatever i already expected it to come i'm staying in chicago for a night i got my card don't care if i gotta go you know so um a lot of people i knew i knew chicago was probably gonna get canceled but if i didn't have that deal lined up i i mean that was the reason why i was like i don't care if i sell a card i'm going up there to get this card regardless so
0: collector hat on there all right man appreciate the time i know you're busy so i'll let you get back to the shop uh again appreciate all the time and this was great
1: thank you